And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Curry driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Words plus minus is back, and so might the team that we talk about. Uh, I got Tim Kawakami here. I got Anthony Slater. The Warriors are back at practice. They play on Wednesday. Uh, we're starting the resumption of their season. Uh, are we ready for this, or are we kind of cooked by the time off? I don't know. Me, me and TK haven't had time off. We are 49ers. I don't know what Anthony Slater's been I've doing got a time. huge uh, Thunder story coming this week because I just decided to just go cover the Thunder. I mean, you know, the Kings, you know, the, 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 the brand is uh, fading a little bit up here, right? The uh, interest. Sorry, I shouldn't be getting into this. The one thing I will say. I was about to say, hey, let's start with a little Kings plus match, dog. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This is actually going to end up being longer than the All-Star break for them um, because the All-Star break is a Wednesday to a Thursday, I believe eight days, and this is going to be a Monday, you know, all the way around to a Wednesday. Obviously, it's so much that goes into it that, feels nothing like an all-star break which we'll get into but it is going to end up being nine days off in the middle of the season and you know the the odd part about like just being there and talking to people like they're still not like all right we're ready let's go like it's still like all right we we kind of have to get back right now so let's start you know let's start the process i mean in the end dealing with stuff like this you probably you just have to do it anyway like no matter what at some point you have to get up and get back to life right and the first step will always be like incredibly hard but this isn't like all right we're refreshed we're revived let's go this is more like all right let's now let's begin the process of returning but it's going to be a process because they're going to inspired by the video from uh or the tribute from uh, Belgrade. I think they're gonna they're gonna turn it up. They're gonna like really try to honor uh, Decky, and that's gonna create all kind of emotions. So that that first that first day back is gonna be something. Yeah, I I was thinking even like yesterday at practice might have been like they took so long just to even get back to practice. And remember they were gonna practice on Sunday and then canceled it. No, this is gonna be kind of open gym. I think they almost couldn't bear that more than anything to see, you know, we know Decky was going to be, you know, working with the big guys and we know that he was going to be over there in that basket. Oh, uh, you know, Kavan was on a to... different basket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Like they just probably, I just like, they probably couldn't do that. Uh, I think Hilton Armstrong was there working with people on that basket that we know so well, because you know, when the door opens, it's right there. Uh, and it's him, you know, Decky was grabbing the rebounds and smiling and joking with the guys. I think that almost maybe was, 
like the one the step they they pushed off that they just didn't want to deal with. And the game's going to be the first hard. one. Yeah, it's the first. Yeah, one. the game's going to be hard. It's going to be. All, I mean, all, everything they had to do. And Kurt talked about it, and and I know like he the dealing with the children, you know, and and as Marcus, you wrote about this today, and you know, I don't think they're young children, but they're still his children, and you know, probably in their teens and. I think Steve Kerr is the one who t- to talk to them was representing the organization. We know that's who he is. We know that's the character he has. We know the losses he suffered. But I, I think for the team, I mean, there's for the family, it's obviously devastating, and for every his friends, it's devastating. For the team, I think it was what's that first practice? Was that first meeting going to be like? You know, just where he would normally sit, where you know who would be working out with him. Um, Sarich and Looney, I think, would be you know obviously the big two with that. And maybe getting the, through the practice was the tough, toughest, toughest, toughest. Obviously, tomorrow is going to be really tough too. But um, it's going to be so tough. I'm not going. But um, I think it, you know you have to take steps. And they, you know, five days. I guess what five days where they didn't practice. I guess two two canceled games. And, and then well, let me do the math. Was, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, five days like completely yeah. off. Yeah, and and when they were going to practice on, like they were literally going to practice on Sunday and then called it off. Uh, and I just think they realized how tough that was going to be. But maybe that's like the big step they had to take. Uh, and, and they're past it now. At least that part of it, the, the structural part of it. The, uh, I, you know, it sounds like the family's going to stick around for Wednesday's game. I don't know how involved or not involved they're going to be. I'm sure it's, it's completely their own choice, right? But that if that's wrapped into it, that'll add an extra layer of, uh, you know, emotion to it. Um, you know, I was talking to the Hawks people yesterday because they played the Kings yesterday, and they like, you know, and they have people in their organization that used to work for the Warriors. Um, you know, Dan Martinez is one of them. But you know, I think they're kind of like, you know, like what type of atmosphere is it going to be Wednesday? Um, wh- what do you expect, Marcus? I think it's going to be tough. I mean, you got Kevon Looney, uh, who works very closely with him. Draymond Green works very closely with him. That's two of your starters who are probably going to be really emotionally, like, you know, uh, difficult. Dario Saric knows him more than anybody uh, on the team, known him longer. He has been with the family. Steve said, like, he's been the guy who's like, all right, I'm going to take care of the family as everybody kind of parsed out the duties. So that there's another s3 player s3 players uh, right there by the way bogdanovich on the other side for the hawks was quoted after his, he played he played basically yeah. like the night of and said like i almost didn't come to the arena tonight hmm. you know so like i mean as we all know pretty much every yeah. team in this league has somebody that like views him as a mentor yeah. uh, i mean Jokic hasn't Curry, even yeah Jokic can't even talk yet yeah, he yeah, can't talk so. yeah steph is like uh, you know really kind of shaking uh, you know, Steph's already just like kind of like emotionally connected to to just about everything. And so even if it wasn't even, you know, like speaking to him about it, he definitely, you know, had this like relationship with Decky on his own. But just the idea of Kevon Looney and Draymond and Dario being hurt is going to bother Steph. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the kind of I mean, you just got all these little like. You didn't mention I mean, I don't him, wanna... but Clay Thompson too. He kind of yep. feels this type of stuff pretty no deeply. Question. No question. Yeah. Yep. Clay Thompson, yep. uh, the other guy who like one of the like longest tenured people on the on the team, Chris DeMarco, right? Like close with him uh, is gonna be affected, and that 
reverberates with the people he works with. Like, there's just going to be all these little, uh, just, you know, moments that's going to, like, somebody's going to be devastated by it. So I think it's going to be really emotional. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see people crying on the court. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the, the emotion come out. Uh, I don't know if that means they'll play well or not. Like, you kind of never know. But I think it's going to be one of those things. Probably not to the level of what happened in Belgrade, but the fans are going to respond to the players. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. get the sense of, like, I mean, I don't think a lot of people knew New Decky, but what we know is they love that dude. Yeah. And that, that makes it a big yeah. deal. Yeah. I Where I don't think it'll be like Serbia is, like, you could, like, the fans in Serbia, right? They're, like, chanting his name. Yeah. There's, like, portraits yeah. of him and stuff. Like, that he's, you know, I don't want to go as far as to say, like, Kobe Bryant there, but, you know, I did have visions of that, right? Remember the no aftermath question. of Kobe? No yeah. Uh, in America, it yeah. kind of felt like a you know kind of a miniature like Serbian basketball version of that over there when you just saw the the picture. But it was kind of like like a pretty like beautiful tribute like a service. And scene. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, the lights uh, and, and the flares going and yeah, the, yeah that yeah, was yeah. yeah. But I do think the Warriors, you know, they watched it. You know, Kurt talked about that. I think they're going to want to do something that echoes it. You know, it's not going to be like that, right? It's not going to be. You know, felt among every single member of the crowd like it was in Belgrade because of the history there. But it's going to be something like that. Uh, I think they're going to be gracious about it, of course. And I think probably Steve's going to say some words or whatever, however this works. Um, but I think there's going to be heavy emotion. I don't think this is, you know, obviously there's going to be another night in the NBA. It's the, it's the youth, right? It's 47 years old. It's the suddenness. NBA just doesn't have stuff like this happen a lot, and I mean, I just with the Warriors, not certainly not in this era. So I think it's going to be a unique, and I, I, they're going to be playing it by ear, I'm sure. But I think it's going to have something, some echoes of what happened in Belgrade, and obviously what happened in Belgrade was just so powerful. I think, and it was beyond anything they planned, right? That I mean the chanting went on and on and on. I don't know that will go on at 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 uh, Chase Center, but it's going to be something like that, I think. And, um, you know, hopefully it's, it's, it's healing, you know, obviously it'll be sad, but it's going to be something. And, you know, like I was watching that video, we all watched the video, like you see the players are just kind of wandering around, like, you know, they didn't necessarily want to tip off after seven minutes of that. And I think maybe it'll be something similar. Maybe the first few minutes are going to be really, really strained, but there's gonna be a basketball game. You know, Warriors did have to have to have to go back to play. Uh, people were asking me, you know, not not seriously in the last few days. Like, can they even like? Should they just like wipe out a, a, two more weeks? You, you know, their job is to play basketball. You do have to play. I mean, it sounds crass, but um, like they they got two games where they you know were off, which which the NBA was gracious to do that. I don't know what they would have been like in any of those two games. Like that would have been a, a mess. And we see what they are. I don't think they would have played the first one. Yeah, yeah, the first one they would have played. played, I think they informed. Like, that happened so quick. I don't know whether it was Kerr or Dunleavy, but I think they just informed the NBA, we are not playing this game. Uh, It happened so fast. They knew, uh, and you wrote about, you know, the image of Steve outside the restaurant. I don't even want to talk about it too much, but um, they they would not have played that game, whatever. They would have forfeited a game if it came down to it. But now you got to go play. Like, this is what they do. We all have our instances, and we all have to do our stuff. But, um, yeah, it's going to take that moment. 
and then go play with some basketball. And I you know there's practical, like where are they in the playoffs, trade deadline stuff that means seems meaningless now, but it does. It's what they do. It's what these seasons are. It's why you have a league. Um, and and tomorrow night, I think yesterday's practice was the beginning of like getting back in the process. And then tomorrow night will be okay. And then they got it back to back. Like boom, they're gonna t- turn right around. Like this is not gonna be like okay. Now we got two days to think about this game. Like they're going right into another game. And then all of a sudden they're going to be looking at the standings and they're going to be looking at like, you know, I don't know, you know, is somebody going to be traded at that point? This might be affected. It almost doesn't matter, but like this is going to get right into the real world again. They've had some days now to reflect on it. uh, And then you go back to work uh, and with heavy hearts, with emotion, but you do go back to work. Slater, do you think this becomes uh, a net, like the time off? Do you think it hurts them or do you think it helps them considering like how, Oh, they are. I mean, if we're just talking in basketball terms, it's probably player to player. I'm sure Draymond Green wishes he had didn't have the you know nine days off right after right. He was just in the ramp up or however you want to term it. Uh, you know, feeling good off that Memphis game, right? What did he play? Twenty three minutes. Felt like he could play more. Well, you know, it's nine days later, and they're probably only gonna play him twenty three minutes again because he's only played one game in a month and a half or whatever. Uh, Steph Curry. I could see from a physical and even a mental standpoint, the break being good. Now, again, it's like this isn't the all-star break, right? We say, oh, what a you know a mental break. Nah, I mean, yeah, you didn't play basketball or think too much about basketball, but I'm not sure you can describe it as that. Um, even, you know, guys like Kevon Looney, who I, I would think nine days off would be good for the body. You were wondering about the mind at this point, considering how close he was to, to Dejan. So, I don't know. It is probably player to player. Um, if we're just talking like pure, like cold hearted basketball terms, like, yeah, I could see this being a little bit of, 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 uh, uh, free yourself from, you know, so much of this season has been about like distractions and future and legacy and contract and trades and this and that. I do think this could kind of clear people's minds about like the lack of importance of those small things, like in the grand scheme. So maybe that helps them play better. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, if we are pivoting to basketball at some point, I still think this team has flaws that don't get solved necessarily. So, I mean, and they are having to squeeze two more games into the rest of their schedule. Like, you know, yeah. that, that's a real thing. Uh, I don't think it's going to be real hard, but it's, you know, squeeze them. They're going to have to squeeze them in. I don't know if they can put them <laughs> in at the beginning, you know, of the, after the All-Star break. I don't know if that's allowed. Um, but like they're going to have some, you know, they've played fewer games than most of the, uh, their opponents. Um, it's just a real world thing. Um, I, I think you're right. I mean, just big picture, whether good, bad, like it does make, oh man, I should be playing more, or, or oh man, I should get shots, or I don't understand the rotation, or even Kerr, like, oh, what are we going to do with this? Like, it does put that all like it's what is it? It's it's just you, it's dumb. I mean, right even you know, you know, I, and I like I personally don't matter in all this, but it is weird. Like the Memphis game prior to the Memphis game, I was talking to Decky for probably fifteen minutes about how like he was like it kind of feels like a must win tonight. You know, he was talking about like oh, it's, sometimes it can be tough to go against these teams that don't have all the stars, and we, and you remember in the aftermath how bad that Memphis loss felt for them. And it was just, you know, a day later for that to happen. And thinking back on the conversation having with them, it is like, it's crazy. We were sitting there, like, talking about how vital this Hmm. mid-January Memphis game was prior to it, where a day later it's like, means nothing, really. Um, So, yeah, I think there is some of that. 
And then, you know, I, I don't know, again, I don't want to get too much into this. Again, it does feel inappropriate, but it does make the trade deadline feel less imperative than, than it certainly did. I think they still have to operate as a basketball team and do what's best for themselves or do what's best for the future, but it isn't like this, oh, no, okay, now the trade deadline. It's like a world, I mean, you know, it. We, we do all live our lives. We have to understand things happen. The, the world moves on. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, do, do you want to bring somebody new into this? Like, you know, it's a, it's, do you want to send somebody out who's been mourning with everyone else? Maybe it's, again, it's basketball. You can't stop playing. You can't stop living. The but business it does change more than the, anything. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, saying. but the- It does change the tone of it, I guess. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, will, I think they don't know. I think they don't know. You have to see what. Maybe they play a couple games and you're like, yeah, this is a basketball team. Like that, you you do have to operate. This is the end of the Steph Curry prime. You know these these questions and these discussion points that we've been, you know, raising on this podcast and other people are still there. They don't go away. But I don't. You know, I just think it's less urgent and it should be less urgent. And you deal with it as you deal with it and you deal with it as you feel. Uh, and maybe it would be wrong to stop doing business. You know that would not be would not you know would not honor Decky's name. That's is, what Steve said, here. right? Yeah, you know, and he's keep going. But I do think it's going to hit him. A, you know, it does. It, you know, for the last six days they weren't thinking about it. I'm sure of it. They were You know, absolutely were not, and shouldn't have. Uh, and maybe you can restart that. There is some time before February eighth. But I wonder about it. I, you know, I, oh, I, yeah. I know how I would feel. I know I would like just forget about this. And then we'll deal with it, in, you know, in July. But m- maybe they won't. And like, what do other like? I was curious about how do other teams handle this? If you've been talking, and y'all have been working towards something, does this time, you know, and now you got to drop out for a couple of days because you're dealing with something major, right? Do do they pause, or you know, does another team come in and like now those conversations go like, I, like how do other teams handle it? I was curious, but mostly I'm just fascinated with like practically how do they how do they get back like we know mike dunleavy is out scouting like he's he's back out on the road uh they're practicing slater how do like what are the things that are going to start happening here that resumes kind of the warriors franchise huge homestand you know it just is they're 18 and 22 um they need to make pretty substantial a substantial choice in the next two weeks uh because even doing nothing is a big choice, right? Um, and if they decide not to in the next two weeks, um, I think some of it will be informed on like what how the next two weeks looks. And I mean, Mike has talked about it publicly, but you know, anybody you talk to privately too, like they wanted to get a look at this team with Draymond, like kind of a final, like could this team actually possibly have some type of run in it before they made any. Uh, you know, bold, like, you know, path forward choices, which, you know, could include salary dump, could include, you know, using future assets to try to, you know, there, there are various maneuvers or non-maneuvers uh, that could be made. And I just think, look, they're about to play in Atlanta, uh, a Hawks Kings back to back, then Lakers on ABC Saturday night, then Sixers, who just had Joel Embiid score 70 points next Tuesday on TNT, four straight home games. Uh, that are just they're they're big, you know. What's it, let's say they go one and three on this homestand, then they're sitting at nineteen and twenty five. Uh, but let's say they go three and one on this homestand, then they're twenty one and twenty three with a boost heading to you know into a road trip. So uh, I just I don't know if that answers your question, but to me, like it's, it's just like you know, it is a big week for their decision making. I think. 
Do you think yeah, I mean, like how do you think they change? Like what changes now? Like like who? How do the duties like change? And because like because the Bob Myers is no longer here or because of what has happened over the because last what time? has happened because what has happened. I don't think much really. I mean, changes at all. Like you know, the front office still is intact. Like, do they have to go get another big man guy? Oh, yeah. well, they got Hilton Armstrong. Yeah. I think can take more role in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I may probably eventually. I don't think you do it right away. I think that's it's an off season too thing. Quick. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got some assistants. You've got guys who who are moving up in roles. Chris Weems is taking more responsibilities. I think he's the clipboard guy this year, right? And yeah, rotation um, guy, iPad guy. guy so, you would even say yep, at this point. Yep. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, they've got guys. They have a huge uh, coaching staff, which includes, by the way, like yeah. G League coaches if yeah, they need yeah. to. Yeah, they're around. They're around a lot, and they're in that second row, and Decky was in the second row. Uh, I think it's the personal stuff that's going to be, irreplace- you know, like, again, like with Sarich and Looney, especially, and, and some other guys. I think Steve Kerr, you know, I think Ron Adams. Like, these guys, you know, I don't know how that affects them. And, and you know, maybe we can talk about, you know, what does this mean for this coaching staff long term? Uh, my initial response was, I think, you know, Kerr is going to want to keep coaching for a long time. Like, this is not just this, this tragedy, but the fact that he's so good at the team part of it, that he's such a natural leader in times of crisis. He know, I mean, he's, he, he's felt this. He's said this. He's felt he's born to be a coach. He's born to do this. Uh, and, and maybe if there had ever been a moment where he felt frustrated with them, because clearly it's been a very frustrating season. We know he hasn't pressed all the right buttons. He said, he's admitted he hasn't pressed all the right buttons. But something like this, I think, it just kind of further illustrates what he can do, his importance, uh, his, his love of the job, not this part of it, but the job of everything it encompasses. And his irreplaceableness on this team. Like, there's no one else who could have done this. I mean, Myers, 
could have if he was there. He's not there anymore. Uh, other than that, who could Steph maybe? But Steph doesn't you know want to or need to have to put every pour into everything like this. He's got play. Uh, this is Steve Kerr. So I don't know. That's just Marcus. You were there. You t- I mean, you your sense on like just the. Marcus, you wrote you, Kerr in the big yeah, picture. Yeah, you the wrote big a picture of this. For Kerr. Anybody who didn't read it needs to go read Marcus's yeah. story on it. Number one, but two, what? Yeah, like what is your larger takeaway about what you wrote and reported on? I should say that this is like, man, he's still messed up. Like that was like you know part of it. Uh, there's so much that happens that happens behind the scenes, and you know if you've dealt with any death, you know all of the layers. Just like it's. I was asking a few people of this, but it's like they seem to be a little bit worried about. All right, worried about Steve. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, who's gonna who's gonna cover for Steve because he's been covering for everybody else? Like, how are they gonna pick him up? Yeah, it just you can tell it was very it, it hit them hard. But like, also you know, I know Steve has gotten a lot of criticism this year. Like TK, you talked about it. Like he's been. This has been a rough one from a performance standpoint for the whole team. But, like, th- there's universal – there's nobody you'd rather want in this situation. Like, this is what Steve does. Like, uh, Kevon Looney was saying, you know, he's not – he doesn't have to change his message for no. this moment. Like, it's been the same message the entire time. Value value the fact that you get to play in the NBA. You know, keep a good perspective. You know, and now this is kind of driving home. So, it's almost like – he has so much credibility in this moment because everything that you would think about right now, the whole idea of like, ah, oh, this basketball doesn't matter. Like he's been saying that for the last decade to them and now it rings home. So when, when Steph, who's probably seen it all, it's like, you know, like I'll never forget that when, you know, whenever somebody who's been 15 years in the game, one, four championships, like y'all never forget that moment. And it's, uh, it's Steve Kerr. That that's the kind of sense I get, but I do. I wonder, like now, there's this fight to get back, and there's like checking on all these people. And the, the thing that I think we know, but a lot of people don't, is like there's so many other people behind the scenes who deal with the players and the coaches, but aren't on the staff, like staffers, you know, workers, like the PR team, the you know media team, like all these people, Equip- equipment, yeah, equipment, equipment like they, they were all there, medical, yeah. They were yeah, all the, those it. are the people who go to the team dinners because it's you know like they don't like it's like hey we're on the road this is great let's go to the it's team like dinner right like, high level food and, yeah yeah and they're yeah, living yeah. it up right? and by those the way people. like with this is what makes the scene of it so wild but it's like these are like stress relieving moments within a road oh, trip they, lo- they love these dinners they look yeah. forward oh, this to this is dinners. great yeah yeah. yeah. And Walters is their place again, you know. Yeah, know yeah. I mean, Tim, we should highlight that because it's like honestly, if you were like name like three road restaurants that like define like you know they're going there during travel because they love this restaurant. So this is a top three. Is this no question? The, is this no question top about one? it. Well, also because it, yeah, it's they always go to Salt Lake, right? What you're always yeah. going there, and it's such a you know unique place in Salt Ron, Lake. City. It's a Ron Adams yeah. special. He's Ron always Adams loved it. And by the way, it's Jer- not Jaron. Yeah, Jaron Collins, you know, when he played in Salt Lake, was that was his favorite place. So there's just this history they have with that place. It's a I've, I've eaten there. It's an incredible food, and it's nice. They have space, yeah. right? Like yes. they can it's get New their York. private it feels thing. Like you're, yeah, 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 it feels like you're in New York. It really, and you're in the middle of Salt Lake City, downtown. You're not in the outskirts of town. 
Yeah, it's one of their favorites. There's no. I did a whole story on their favorite dinners and their favorite places, and Walters was just an automatic. It's not even, you know, it's not even a discussion just for, for the food, the ambiance, and particularly uh, and, for the coaching staff, which is yes, what makes yes, this exactly. Something. And uh, I think there was some sadness on my understanding. You know, the, 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 the restaurant itself, Walter, has had passed not too long ago. Like the, you know, I, I I think there was some melancholy even going into that night, and then to have it happen like that, it's. They treasure these dinners. Like they, again, I wrote a whole story, and they all can name their favorite dinners, uh, you know, and the barbecue in Memphis, you know, all these things. Like th- these are these are signposts for them. It's where they decompress. It's where they get to know each other. It's where you know staffers. It probably matters more like, than the games than them, right? It's yeah, the thing yeah. That, well, yeah, for for yeah for what they talk about it. Yeah, the, the, their memories of it. It's where, you know, Bogo was telling it's where I got to know Draymond. I wouldn't have got to know him in a layup line. I got to know him sitting, you know, having good food in a nice restaurant. It's uh, their culture. And Kerr loves good food. And Myers loves good food. And Steph and Draymond love good food and good wine and companionship. And so it's just the whole thing kind of emanates from there. And Walter is like, you know, like their number one place. So uh, I think that too is, is part of, and, you know, and and to be there when it happens. I mean, again, you, this is hard to say. You know, there's so many different ways to take this, but you know, it's terrible that he he it has all happened in front of them. But he did was there with them. You know, it was in his basketball family. He wasn't alone. He was uh, you know around them. It's terrible. It's a tragedy. But I think that part. It was in the community. This is what they're doing. Like, yeah, if do. you're his family, you'd rather, yeah. you don't want him to be alone in a hotel. Yeah, yeah you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. is, I know, I've heard coaches yeah. say that. That's Absolutely. Like just, that's a nightmare. They, you know, again, you may, it's hard to avoid. But that, that they were in a great place, you know, in, in with his friends, with his basketball family. Uh, incredible tragedy. So sad. But I thought of that immediately, you know, and... Uh, at Walter, again, we've sat at the table, Marcus, you and I, and it's a great place, and that food is incredible. And so it's it's part of who they are. They're going to think of loss now with that restaurant, but they can also... Do they ever go back? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, it's like, I, I would think you'd want to, but maybe you won't. I don't know. No, maybe yeah. you won't. I know it's tough. But uh, that fact that... You know, I mean, Marcus and I were talking when we heard it was at dinner. Like, where was it? He goes, I, I told him, I guarantee it was at Walter. I guarantee you. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah, about it. Um, that's their place, and I think I think it was, you know. Sometimes Kirk calls these. He just wants everyone together. He wants everyone, you know. As many people who will come. I don't know how many players were there, but I think imagine a few were four, just four to, to five. You know, yeah, this is a rough time of the season. This is we're you know under fire, and we know the trade deadline. Let's all get together and let's all talk about things that aren't about basketball. They love these things. Uh, you can imagine how valuable they are, and for it to happen like that, it's you know. Incredibly sad, but it's also incredibly meaningful that that's where it happened. Should we talk a little basketball as far as like yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, again, let's make it clear if anything, like it's not as not very important. Well, and we'll have and we will yeah, have plenty yeah, of podcasts yeah. beginning basically this exactly. week that are breaking down. You know, a team that and is in crisis. You know, in in other ways also. Um, I think I think there's just a real possibility they can't get much done. I mean, we talked about Siakam a lot. Because I couldn't think of many others or any other. They, the Pacers, like cl- what's and clear in the get, aftermath yeah. is the Pacers, we were, are um, willing to give 
Pascal Siakam. We got, basically, a, we got all your money, baby. That's what they say. Yeah, we yeah. Got all yeah. your money. Yeah. And that was part of the deal. Right? That was part of the deal. I'm willing to give him a yeah. max, yeah. essentially, which yeah. is like, you know, there's a lot of people in the league, including, I think, the Sacramento Kings, that are like, you know, we'd like to have Pascal Siakam yeah. on the team, but we're not ready to just give him, you know, four or five years at, you know, 40-something a year and, and rising. So, um that part of the, especially with the future assets that had to go out the door with it, um, I think that's where the Warriors were basically one of the many teams that kind of bowed out of the conversation, and you know, criticized. Or we're or not, waiting for the price to go down. Yes, right? waiting, waiting for the for price it, to go yeah. down, and also w- waiting for it to be a situation where maybe Siakam would be fine coming and playing it like a rental with like a hey, you know, maybe I'll come back on a bargain, which you know. If it was, it would have been unwise of him, as we can see now, because there was a team out there willing to give him this type of money. So he and I'm, I imagine he probably knew that quite a while ago. But it's kind of the way that works, right? Yeah. I mean, the agent kind of feels it out and like guides him to the place. Uh, I think it happened with uh, Ananobi too to the Knicks. Like, this so you say he was like, I don't want to go to Indiana, but I know it's there. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You know what's just become that, very. It's just the combination. The path was clear. Put it that way. The free agency almost doesn't exist for the big, big players in the league anymore. Um, they don't get to it. You know, they either There's no, like, remember Tim Duncan yeah. went and got dined by, like, Orlando. I mean, Orlando. I don't know why you went back to Tim Duncan. I mean, Kevin yeah, Durant Kevin seems Durant, like it. You know, uh, but, you know, it's free agency's dying in that sense where, you know, you, Marcus, I mean, you spent the last several weeks talking about how the Warriors need a number two, kind of like a new, highly paid number two because it's not on the roster next to Steph Curry now. And the truth is, like, you can't just wait till free agency to sign him at this point. Nah, like, it's, yeah. it's a difficult path for the Warriors to even create cap space to do it. So it almost has to be done, you know, through the trade market. Um, and I guess the question, like, do you think Siakam would have been worth the assets and the extension that it clearly would have taken? Yeah, I mean, I watched, I, I watched him play in Indiana, and I, I, I've kind of lost. Like, I, I would have, mm. I would have said, all right, yeah, get Siakam, but the max thing was is a bit much. Well, here's the here's what if he was twenty seven, I'd say yeah. yes, absolutely. He's thirty. Um, the skill set probably will linger, but I don't know if it's going to linger till he's 35. Uh, and I can understand that. Listen, some, like in baseball, you're paying all that money for the first two years, really. And then the rest is just, so what? But you also don't have a salary cap in baseball. And you don't have uh, the same kinds of luxury, charge, luxury tax charges that the Warriors are under. So I get it, especially if it would have cost him Kaminga. Um, it, he would have been really nice for them, really, really nice for them. Would they, they might have had to make some adjustments though, because like there's some overlap with Draymond there, uh, or Looney, or both. Uh, I mean, I think the ideal thing would have been Sarich and and Siakam, frankly. Uh, so you know, the, the, it wasn't the perfect fit. Indiana just goes bloop right in there, and, and you know he's a really nice fit. And Anobi was just bloop right into the Knicks. Don't know if it was the same for Siakam at that age. The problem is there's a scarcity. Like, who do you try to get now? Like, would it have been worth overpaying him because he is that guy, at least for the next two years, because there's no one else like him? I don't know. Maybe there's somebody else like him, but I can't think of it. Like, we went through it. I mean, I can't and think of it. if they are, how do you get your hands on them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tyler Hero, that guy? I don't, no, I don't no, know. No. I, think Miami's tra- I think Miami's not training him anyway. Like, you know, Harrison Barnes is not that guy. I, so... You get it. It does feel like baseball almost. Like you got to overpay like crazy. Kyle Kuzma. Take, 
Kyle Kuzma is Jeremy Grant. I mean, these are the names out there. Kyle Kuzma, Jeremy Grant, Zach Levine, Dejounte Murray. They're step down. They're they're from Siakam, but yeah, they're younger. Like most of those guys, or all those guys, are younger. Um, But they're not as good as Siakam. Like Siakam was the one you really would have said, okay, yeah, I I can understand that for two years, maybe not for four. Some of those guys, I can't, and I wouldn't think for two years even. Like you, they're like "Hmm." Harrison Barnes. They get Harrison Barnes for whatever. Does that make them better? Well, a lot better. First, you know? like Harrison, like the Kings are trying to. Although Harrison Barnes was great last night, but he, um, dropped, a, he dropped a solid thirty last yeah, night. Yeah, he Kings great. plus he minus. Kings plus minus. Uh, but no, you know who I mean, else Har- looked great? Dejounte Murray. Yeah, yeah, they're He's a good player. That yeah. that is to me that might be the most intriguing name. But 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 honestly, and this is part of why I think Siakam wasn't that appetizing to the Warriors. Like I think there's more of a desire to. Like, get off future money than add future money. If you know what I get mean, get off future. If it's between that and do nothing, you know they want to get off of money and add talent. But if they can't add talent, the next step is get off of money. Well, yeah, I but, think, which by the way, know. getting off of money, future money now frees up a little bit of flexibility to potentially yeah. get the type of player we're talking about come off season. Um, yeah. But you know, again, like then that's that's. That's punting. You know, you want to say punting well, on the well, season, but well, it's, you got Clay, you got Clay and Chris Paul's expirings. We're talking uh, about Andrew Wiggins' you, contract yeah. here. Yeah, and that's then Andrew Wiggins talking. is is the long term one. So that's the one I predicted that he's going to get traded. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm I don't know anything. I just think that's the likeliest that they can move and just take nothing back and maybe attack. Well, expi- yeah, expiring like, deals yeah. and, and yeah, attach. you have to attach something. Don't take money back or don't take big money back for sure. I don't know what the market is for that. I hear different things. Um, they probably can move them if they are incentivize it. But you know how much, how far do you have to go to incentivize a, a package? You have to put a first in there, unprotected for whatever. But um, I, I think the likeliest thing, because I just can't see a player that would really help them for sure in a money slot they could take, is to move Wiggins and get back not much and. Know, I don't know if you guys would agree with that. I just think that's the likeliest scenario. It would it would not bother their rotation that much, frankly, because you just can put Kaminga Moody right into it. Uh, and Gary Payton's coming back at some point, whether he stays healthy or not. I don't know. Like there isn't, you're not losing a, a rotational you know thing that you you can't replace because we've seen what Andrew Wiggins has been for this season. Um, I just think that's with everything that's going on with Siakam off the table now. Without seeing a lot of other great pieces, I think trying to at least move Wiggins and doesn't matter what they get back if it's as long as it's not money, I think is the likeliest scenario. Is there any opportunity to essentially use the Wiggins as a dump but get one of these rental players? You know, well, that was going to be Siakam. Right? I mean, there's That's some others out sure there, like you know, do you go Jeremy get Grant, Demar Derozan, yeah. Jeremy DeRozan's Grant? Derozan's like, an yeah. interesting one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, like you might. The 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 key is like you know, you probably have to throw in Kaminga, which they rather not do. Uh, yeah, I but, think you know, again, as they're like shifting mindset to to the future, maybe we'll see. Uh, part of getting off Wiggins is is to free Jonathan Kaminga to be a 30-minute-per-night player every night, right? There's no longer that whole, like, him or Wiggins 
scenario where, where they basically have to split 48 minutes because there's such a hesitancy to play them together. To me, that like really clears the runway for Kaminga, who in a lot of ways I think we would all believe or has earned it, right, uh, with this play. Uh, and also he's extension eligible this summer, and, and if there is – a desire to keep him around and and you know as as flawed as he seemed at times and as much of a question mark as he still might be like what he'll be long term you know they drafted him seventh overall and i do think there's there's somewhat of a hope and belief and desire that like something that they got with those three lottery picks is going to like blossom that uh you know it kind of clears clears the uh deck to maybe be pay kaminga um, yep, I agree. Know, and even he's going to command have, some money. Yo, by the way, yep. you don't have to do it next summer. No, 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 no you don't. You don't. Yeah, but but if you get Andrew Wiggins' contract off the books, you're not as dreading. Oh my God, somebody's going to offer him a, a, a restricted deal in two years, and we can't match that because that's what they were worried about with Pool, right? Like someone's going to do something, and we're going to have to lose him because we can't match that kind of money. We better hey. sign him now for so the money that we can figure out, and then we can still trade it. And with Kaminga, it's much more up in the air. I don't know that you necessarily have to do it next summer. You probably would like to at a number you like, but you know he doesn't have a lot of incentive to do it at a discount number. And you know, go through the year and then make him a restricted free. He's a restricted free agent at the end of you know July 25, and you deal with it then. I think that with Wiggins off the books, that's where. And if you don't add it with Clay's money and you don't add it with Chris Paul's money. Then they're a lot freer to do stuff like that where they really felt locked in previously because they've had all these tax burden, they had all these long-term n- numbers on the books, and they're going to start to come off. And I think we'll see that these things are going to start to come off, and Wiggins is going to have to come off for them to feel, you know, you know they'll get their mid-level back, right? Their pack- taxpayer mid-level. They didn't, they haven't had that, and they felt very restrained. By it. It's not a huge thing, but it's a, it's a device. It's a vehicle that they have not had to use. And now they'll they'll get it back if they get under the second apron. And, you know they're probably going to get it under it anyway. But if they move Wiggins, they know they can get under it. And then they could resign Paul if they want to, if they you know or try to, or resign Clay at a lower number. Like these things become more in play once Wiggins is off the books. Massive breaking news by our Sean Serenia. Bucks just fired Adrian Griffin. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. There was there was wow. there was some noise. Oof. Uh, there's been lots of noise there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get it, I get it, but what the hell did you hire him for in the first place if you weren't going to go with him? I mean, if you, okay, whatever, I get let's, it. So let's close the podcast and then let's have this discussion. Let's, okay, let's yeah. see who, uh, who, who is there any trade candidates on the Bucks for the <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, yeah. <laughs> Dame? Uh, uh, wow, wow, that's, I mean, again. I they're understand. the same. They're the same shape as the Warriors with all these old yeah, dudes. Uh, so slightly better record, but slightly better record. No, and they have definitely better. But their trade pieces Woo. are older. But okay. yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, massive news. I got uh, something else for you all on that, but I, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna need to take that off podcast. You got you got anything else? No, I'm good. No, no. Tomorrow's gonna be emotional emotional night, uh, and just brace for it. And um, they get you know they get kind of closure, get through it. And then, uh, then they keep playing. So that's the way the NBA business works. Perfect ending. Uh, we'll catch you on an all eighty-two for sure, at some point. Maybe tomorrow. If Maybe, tomorrow. To do it all. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe uh, tomorrow. If not, we'll holler at you on the next Warriors plus minus. Let's hope we'll be back to basketball. <laughs> <laughs>